0: Red Hook's flagship beer got its start as a winter seasonal recipe in the mid-80s. In the early years, Extra Special Bitter earned a reputation as a banana beer and has been brewed continuously since 1987. ESB's caramel malt sweetness and subtle spice and fruit hop flavors quickly defined their style, becoming Seattle's definitive craft beer and inspiring a new wave of craft beers across the country. Nick and I hope to inspire a new wave of craft beer listeners as we embark on our 36th episode of Cold Cans and we drink a Red Hook ESB. (laughs) (laughs) On <laughs> <laughs> Did
1: I? Just that's not the it's one okay. recording. It's, it's okay. just a splash. <laughs> Never hurt anybody.
0: Ooh, that's not bad. I, I like that. I, I don't know if had this. It, Yeah, it's got a daunting name with extra special bitter, but is it a good first drink. Yeah, I feel like the Sam Adams was like bitterier than this. Man, that was a hard word to get. out No, no, more this bitter. Is more bitter. <laughs> yeah. For sure. The Sam Adams Boston Lager? Yeah, maybe I don't know. That Sam Adams? About. I'm all pissed up. <laughs> what am I thinking about? I don't know what you're thinking about. I don't know either. You're wrong. Um this is for folks listening at home if if this doesn't if it sounds like we're drinking like a weird like special version of Red Hook we're not. I think this is the flagship yeah ESB lager or, or extra special bitter ale. Um it's the red like uh, red Hook. The Red of Red Hook fame. Yeah. It's the Red the Label. The Label's Red. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got where <what> you were
0: going. <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, but they have like a green label. What do they got? They got the Long Hammer IPA. It's green. American Pale Ale is blue. Extra Special Lager. A lot of special shit. Extra Special Bitter and Extra Special Lager. That's white. That's or yellow. I mean, that's the ESL. And the Big Ballard is dark green. And then they also have the Dan Patrick-sponsored Audible Ale. That's right, I remember that all the time. He'd talk about that on his radio show. Yeah, Good stuff. He, he they signed a deal. On his morning radio show. <laughs> talking <laughs> yeah. about beer. Getting you in the mood. Who would listen to a show about beer like, on their way to work or something like that? <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had a deal for like four years with Red Hook. Yeah, which is and interesting. Forever in our brains, apparently. Yeah, I did you did you were you ever like a loyal sports radio listener? To oh yeah, DP. Oh yeah. Uh, DP a little bit in, after college, I think. Um, but in like high school and middle school, I listened to ESPN radio nonstop. I would fall asleep to it every night. Mike and Mike? I listened, no, Mike and Mike's a morning show. I was a night boy. Oh, fall asleep to it. Yeah. So, um, um, oh, his name escapes me. Who's the, his Doug name Gottlieb. His name escapes me. <laughs> his name escapes me. Come back to me, Doug. <laughs> Where have you going, Doug? Doug Gottlieb. He had a nightly sports show on ESPN radio. He's a radio. real piece of shit. He is. He is. He's uh, in CBS now though. I follow all these person. I think he's, he's on the CBS. up and up. Yeah, he's like slowly built his career after you know he had a successful college career or whatever. Didn't didn't cut it in the pros. Ah, so he's he's on he's going to be Sean Hannity soon or something on the <laughs> yeah. TV show and be like <laughs> just, s- an man. just an entertainer, superstar yeah. entertainer, yeah. maybe like us someday, just like God us. willing. <laughs> but then uh, Jonathan Coachman took over his slot, and oh, I didn't he's like, like a radio as much. personality of WWF yeah uh, background WWE. Yeah. Because he used to be on the later, the hour after Doug Gottlieb, but then he like moved up and took Gottlieb's spot when Gottlieb went to like daytime stuff. That could have been the CBS, movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, suffice to say, I used to listen to sports radio. I'm sure a our lot. listeners are are through the moon. About <laughs> and ESPN's personalities, sports radio fans will know of the beloved show, Debate and Tackle. Um ah, student hosted radio, by Nick patry and hosted Matt Flunker. by Matt Flunker, yes, and then taken over by what was the guy's name like Rod Steele or it might as Magnum well have been Man. Yeah. Reed Magnum, Reed, who's Magnum. now uh, doing some radio work for Wisconsin Badgers volleyball. I saw he's so, doing he's doing well. Big Reed, well, uh, with a name like Reed Magnum, I you'd hope he's doing. well. I bet That's he's doing some other name. work on the side without, <laughs> without even having to take on a creative endeavor in that work. He's just legitimately Reed Magnum. <laughs> Come uh, on. He's a he's a legitimately talented. Fuck uh, that Ray guy, Ray. all right. Fuck no, you, Reed Magnum. If he you're out good. there, a big fuck you from the cold cans boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm just playing. How's how's the beer going down? It's going well. I take it's always bad it's when like we each and take and a drink at the same time. Right. There's that's a, a, a lot of air. dead air. <laughs> We're not gonna edit it out. The listeners can guarantee it. Uh yeah, it's it is a good nice. Like beer. I'm not gonna chug it. Yeah. Hundred percent barley malt uh fermented i was reading their their uh well write up on their their website here and we read the copy if you got a copy we'll watch the copy at the top of the show and the flavor profile they describe floral spiciness and slight bitterness yet this is an extra special bitter Mm -hmm. i don't like them leading me on like that yeah on the label itself it says red hook esb has been continually brewed since 1987 true to the british esb style the beer is not extra bitter despite having the words in its name. Oh what? Red Hook ESB balances caramel malt sweetness with subtle spicy and citrusy hop flavors. Mhm. I don't really de- get spicy, but I, the citrusy like floral element is definitely there. Yeah, it is florally. <clears throat> it's which good. I don't really like. I usually don't either, but this is good with that that bitter. Yeah, it's like if you ate a flower you'd have a bit of bitterness to it. You know, like if you got a flower garnish from a have A bitness a fancy, in-ness to that flower. <laughs> You've been into it, bit into it. Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Uh, the other flavor profiles you mentioned caramel, malts, toffee, baked bread. That's another one. Most beers, oh, yeah, you said bread. Would you say banana bread at the beginning? Yeah, so it 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 earned your reputation as banana beer. Oh, banana beer. I don't know what that means. We didn't put the research in. Yeah, baked bread makes sense though. If you ever smell someone brewing beer, it's like got that. Kinda That's my point. Every every beer has that. Yeah, exactly. Which like it, yeast. so it's not. Yeah, it's not uh, as good as bread because baked bread smells great. Yeah, if Last you ever drive I by a bakery or something and they're oh. pumping out that baked bread or a Subway, they pump that yeah. shit into the sidewalk. Yeah, or Jimmy John's or something. Oh, and it's the best. You can't walk by it and not crave it. You'd be as full as possible, and mm-hmm. God, it's good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so you uh, still sport in Subway these days? No, I don't touch Subway. That fucking meat is just <laughs> rotten. They they okay. serve rotten meat at Subway. They do. Uh, I don't like their franchise model altogether. It or their whole they got the Starbucks model, which is just like one on every corner. We're motherfucker, yeah. you're going to see us and you're going to come into one of these. Versus they were like, the biggest one, right? At a certain point, they are the than most Starbucks? franchises. Yeah. I Jesus. think so. Or bigger than McDonald's for sure. Maybe that's not true anymore. Wow. Well, I could see it being bigger than McDonald's. But uh it, the, like the other end of that model is maybe like a Chick-fil-A or, or something like that, or a Culver's even. Yeah. That's like only a few locations, but the quality is really high. This model is just like, we'll give you just garbage trash and claim it's fresh and all this. And it, just, it is, I guess, for the most part, it's just low quality ingredients. Right. Yeah, the veggies are usually pretty solid. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like sick when I eat a Subway sub. I don't. I don't feel good. Okay. I guess it's because I always order go the f- one that's f- two twenty three hundred calories. Yeah. <laughs> so Do you go foot long point. meatball sub or yeah, some of kid? course. On <laughs> wheat. <laughs> yeah. Save save. No, the the, che- waistline. the. Oh, okay. So you don't get the cheese bread. The uh, by the way, the subway in Manawa, Wisconsin, is the biggest subway I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, our small town of twelve hundred people has a subway that's like the size of like a could nursing fit the home entire room. town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. great too. That's that might be one of the best subways. I've Don't need at. that much dining area though. But I guess it's an event in a small town. It's like going to subway is kind of like going out and to to the thing. And whereas like you go to a subway in like Seattle or somewhere, it's 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 in and out. There may be it's like, like just two counters yeah. on the counter, and that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like the franchise model of put one everywhere. I think it's fine for Starbucks because it's just making espresso. Like, that's not, I don't know. It's fine to churn all that shit out. You can still make it taste good. Maybe. But I don't like the idea of churning out all of this deli meat. Is <laughs> it <laughs> harder? To... So many cold cuts. Sure. How can that be meat high quality? Meat can go bad, yeah. Meat can go bad and get you sick. When coffee beans go bad, it's just like bad coffee. Right. So how can there be a subway on every fucking corner and all that meat is high quality?
1: That I don't know, man. they
0: distribution networks. I don't know. I guess. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> speaking How's of distribution beer? networks, Red Hook uh, is uh, owned by what's oh, called the Craft Brew Alliance. And although the Craft Brew Alliance has the phrase craft brew in its name, it does not meet the Brewer's Association definition of a craft brewer. Since it exceeds 25% ownership by a non-craft brewer... Uh, which is, believe it or not, Anheuser-Busch InBev, which owns approximately 32% of the the parent company of Red Hook. As of 2010, they need a little update here. Yeah, <laughs> citations needed. Is. Who could you mean by they? How do you know my sources? <laughs> <laughs> Our very secret sources inside the beer industry. So, so Red Hook is like a, By the way, donate to Wikipedia. They're, they're doing a yeah. fundraiser drive right now. Are Keep they? it ad-free. Jimmy sends me an email every couple of- of years because I, I feel like when I was in college I like donated five bucks to Wikipedia because I was... Same. Yeah. Ugh, what were we doing? Well, why not? Oh, you all use it all there the time. There are other causes to donate to. Sure, but free information? I, free of ads, Joe? But it's community sourced. What's more sourced? powerful than information? It's community sourced. It it. Who am I donating to? What am I giving? Server to? space costs Server money, Joe. Server space. <laughs> I mean, it's high availability like of a website and it's one of the most popular websites on the internet, but I don't know. I feel like Wikipedia has other means to generate money, but I guess that's part of what makes them independent and totally like open source creative. What the fuck are we talking about? Let's get back to the, to the red hook earlier. You were trying to tap into this craft brew. Oh yeah. Because so we- I was thinking, uh-huh. I was thinking like, cause in the, some of their copy they got on here, if you, you got, got a copy, copy we'll watch the copy. Read the copy. In uh, some of their copies. You know, here. from the Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> no, Casey doesn't sound like that. I'm no. sorry, Casey. It was a good I reference, you, too. Dear. I like it. I've just never seen that movie. As most of us have. <laughs> or at least haven't seen it in a decade. Okay, so this says In 1981, Red Hook founders Gordon Bowker, or Boker and Paul Shipman had a vision to bring. Ta- s- Paul Shipman? <laughs> Paul Shipman. Ship, shit, Shipman. Had a vision to bring shit to Seattle, to bring Seattle a better beer than the light yellow fizzy stuff that was widely available at the time. And then they started the craft brewery in 1981. Yeah, it was piss. (laughs) And now it's alcoholic piss. But I'm thinking, like, all these craft brews that have blown up now. You got, like, New Belgium Brewery and Red Hook and all this other shit, uh, New Glarus. This all started, like, in the early 80s or... Whenever. Right. You know, what's the next craft beer? The next best thing. The next thing that we can do right now. Is it like, is it hummus? Yeah. I think it's Is it bean hummus. related? <laughs> oh, the big bean boy is back <laughs> and he's here to say. Fiber <laughs> and protein are the pooping way. Uh, what is it? I, I what like can we the, get in on? What can we quit our corporate can, jobs in and start brewing? And sell to a corporation. <laughs> yes. To get hired again by AB InBev. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It's a great question. Like innovation. Thank you. It, why why did we beer a thing that humankind has had around since forever? We were we were talking in the Who Garden episode about the monks being buried in barrels of beer. That was a very confusing story. I still don't understand it. Um, but so we've had it for for a long, long time, and then in the eighties. We like innovated. Was it technology driven? I, I don't wonder? know. Or was it because it had gotten so far the other way of like you know Miller Light is produced in right. million barrel vats and stuff like that, and then it like swung back the other way. So what's swinging back? Oh, what's back to swinging ma- mass back? Mass produced bullshit. To yeah, swing back the other way. Yeah, what's being mass produced right now? That's gonna that we can help swing back. Ah, uh, so instead of beer, some other product. Did is you- it content? Is content being too widely produced, too mass-produced? <laughs> yeah. Can any two jackasses just start <laughs> pumping content into the world? Uh, that's probably... Well, podcasting is a... Deep, uh, it's a very new industry, but it's kind of one that's constantly evolving. But, yeah, what's some established uh, product that is has moved into... Oh, you can also look at how, like, Uber disrupting the taxi industry... What's the Uber of hummus? (laughs) (laughs) And listeners, (laughs) chime in on Twitter. (laughs) What's the Uber of hummus? (laughs) I think you've very early on answered this question yourself. You would like to shake up the hummus industry. (laughs) I want nothing more. (laughs) And in so doing, shake up the guts of people everywhere. (laughs) You don't want to shake up those guts. We'll leave those I want solids. people shitting on my ideas. Did you? Did I tell you I had a kombucha the other day? No, you didn't. I How had one at work. Uh, they were on. They were like. there's a sample guy, and I was able to get, secure a free bottle of Whoa. kombucha. Yeah, specially curated. Booch. The I, brand? I can't remember. A it better was... brand of booch makes a better gut <laughs> butter. <laughs> I thought you were going to say better butt butter. Better butt uh, butter. Yeah. Which is gross to think about. <laughs> um, I don't remember what the brand was, but the uh, the boot didn't taste very good. Kind of has That's that vinegary, the, <laughs> <laughs> the vinegary yeah. shit thing. And I didn't feel very well as I was drinking it. And I drank the the mother's milk at the bottom or whatever it's called. What's sure. it called? The well, it's called. I think it's like a scoby residue in or scoby, which stands for something symbiotic culture of some shit. I don't know. So the scooby Dooby Residooby and it tasted terrible. It was I don't know, it was like I was swallowing down an oyster or something. Yeah, so, yeah, it is like that. It's so nice I'm, though. I'm out on the boogey again. That, I, I didn't feel well as I drank it. You think it. about it, it's all lot about mind power too, Joe. It's about thinking you're doing something healthy Jesus for yourself. Christ. If what? you believe it's healthy, you will your health will improve. But if you're applying that, why not to apply it, apply it to something cheap? Why apply it to something that costs six bucks for a fucking bottle. the so world we it? live in? Branding, baby. Branding, yeah. A better brand of tell me that on... makes a butter a butt butter better. <laughs> By the way, for for listeners out there, I know some will be disappointed that I didn't know the the actual acronym. It's symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast, as one would expect. S C O B Y. they put the O in there so they can say it. Um, coming back to the symbiotic culture of you and I Mm. and our beer drinking escapades, how is the middle half of this beer going down? It's good. I do like it. I think it is a sipper. Like I've lately in episodes, I've been a little stressed out and I've been pounding these in the first 10 minutes of the episode, but this one, I don't need to. I feel good. Yeah. I like the description of it being a sipping beer. Sippability. Hey, I think we have a new Ooh. metric. What are all our metrics? We have sessionability. <laughs> we have value. Value and sessionability are yeah. two big ones that we stress here. and they're, they're, they're our burpiness. highest values. The burpiness? Yeah, the burpiness meter. And then now we have sipability. So this is like sipability. high sipability, less chuggability. There is a direct inverse relationship from one mm-hmm. another. But What do you think of sessionability with sipability? Well, I think there's some correlation, not necessarily some causation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that something... Likely would be high session. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the, the inverse is sipability and session ability rather than sipability and chugability. Because if something has high session ability, we're saying that you can drink 20 of these fuckers them down the gullet. That, well, yeah. It's either if you mean that or could you drink this for, you know, for a six-hour tailgate? Could you drink Red Hook ESBs? Could no. you put down like eight of them? No. No? Okay. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't feel good. Okay. So- this I think has poor session ability, high sip ability. Sure. We're gonna have to analyze this every time. The sip or sesh. What do you think? Sip or sesh. <laughs> I think of course this is a sip. This is of course a sip because yes. we invented it based on this. So um high sip ability usually our beers that are high sip ability typically sit in the middle of our rankings, I feel like. Mm. I really do. Okay. I really feel like it. <laughs> do you feel it or do you think it, Joe? I feel it and I think it into being. <laughs> Um, let's talk grammar word choice yeah if I could edit that back I would just say think it into being but I <laughs> fucked up hey one thing I wanted to talk about on the website they're talking about the specifications this beer the extra special bitter has uh, 13.3% orig- sorry 13.3 degrees of original gravity and 2.5 of finishing gravity now what does it mean <laughs> you may ask <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what it means, you stupid motherfucker. Gravity, in the context of fermenting alcoholic beverages, refers to the specific gravity or relative density compared to water. So, basically what happens is... um, It depends on the sugar content. So during alcohol fermentation, yeast converts sugars into carbon dioxide and alcohol. The decline in the sugar content and the presence of ethanol, which is appreciably less dense than water, drop the density of the the thing that we're talking about. So there is something where a high degree of original density before fermentation and a finished density. Is that that the terminology? Yeah. Finishing density um, means something. Um, but basically there's uh, the difference between the original gravity and the final gravity is an indication of how much sugar has been turned into alcohol. Mm. So the bigger, the difference, the greater amount of alcohol present and hence the stronger the beer. So strong beers are sometimes referred to as high gravity beers and session or small beers are called low gravity beers. So a high gravity beer walks on water like Jesus. Yeah, high gravity. Don't you feel like you can walk on water after after a lot of high gravities? Mm-hmm. I can, I feel like I can walk on water behind the wheel after a couple <laughs> high gravity God. beers. Because I'll put my pickup in the lake. <laughs> <Like what? laughs> Another beer I wanted to mention, by the way, uh, that they have. I went to their brew lab. They have this thing. I forgot we we're going to bring this up. They, so Red Hook has a brew lab. You you segued perfectly into it. <laughs> <laughs> and then revealed the the, the how the just made to the listeners. The brew lab, yeah. Uh, hey, just right up. What's the street- that? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Well, the brew lab is this beautiful building right up the street from the studio. Actually, Red Hook like yep. took over this old building and turned it into their brew lab, where they're just going to do like shit ton of beers, like small small brew beers, and sell them to Amazon employees. Uh, who sit at large wooden tables with their thick-rimmed glasses on. That's what Seattle does. Come to the trough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, I am not impressed by the bathroom situation at the brew lab. Unless I didn't see all the bathrooms available, there was only one men's bathroom with two urinals and one toilet. Well, usually you have, uh, in Seattle, we're, we're shifting to a, any gender. I w- yeah, bathroom. that would have been nice, like Optimism uh, Brewery. Optimism. Has the best bathrooms in Seattle. Yeah, We should tell listeners this. There, there's this giant-ass brewery in Seattle, and to to sort of, and I I love this, the idea of doing a, a, any gender um, bathroom to make everybody feel comfortable with going wherever they want to go, is instead of it being like a bunch of individual bathrooms that each close the door, like a unisex bathroom, it's a, a big space with like a shitload of like, urinal stall things like Mm -hmm. and men and women both go into these places um and then you both come out and you do a communal washing of the hands ritual and kiss on the cheek yep a kiss is required before you can leave (laughs) that's where the fabric when you bring midwest people into it the fabric breaks down um but it sounds like red hook doesn't meet the standards the progressive nature No, yeah, optimism. I feel I don't know if that description of optimisms bathrooms. So one side is urinals, that are behind a closed door. It's just one urinal. Yeah, well, you might kind of make it sound like they are all urinals. No, it's not what I meant. The the women are pissing in the urinals. (laughs) Some of them give you a special funnel. (laughs) Uh, No, and then the other. You imagine (laughs) that funnel would work? (laughs) That's a thing I've seen it on a TV show, where someone's pretending to be the whole. Yeah, it's just like it cups, it forms a seal like between your oh, thighs, okay, essentially. Okay. And then, well, let's pass. Okay. And they sanitize it on the way out. <laughs> right, right. Well, the beer sanitizes it sure, on the way out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side, there's toilets. So if you yeah. got to do your business or you're, you're a sit-down person. We're getting off the rails a little bit, though. Sure. We, you're Red Hook, you haven't even talked about the brew lab yet. But like, well, the bathrooms, the, bathroom situation. the bathrooms are bad. The bathrooms are bad. And they're the ones too where you open the door and you're like looking at a penis already because <laughs> the <laughs> urinals like aren't far enough away from the door. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and the guy's just standing there. But anyway, that's the one one downside. I went in there once and it is it is a big, beautiful open space and they have a front patio and a back patio. Uh That would be beautiful in the summertime, but now it's a little cold and rainy. But let's not focus on weather? the weather. <laughs> uh but anyway, the beer I had there was called Soda Popinski's Barrel-Aged Red. It sounds like something that uh, our good friend Casey Ryerson would have yes. came up with in the hometown of Manoway. Yes. It stuck out to me immediately, and uh, it's a 12% ABV beer. Ooh, doggy! Yeah. High F- gravity, 55 baby. 55 IBU. It is a hoppy Northwest-style red ale with a deep red rich body. Whoa. A lot of adjectives hey. there. That's and, uh, how i describe my ex-wife for a matter of and then after I don't share thing. <laughs> this guy's describing his ex wife before he met her with such adjectives. And then, uh, oh, would not. Okay. Then you just keep going. Uh, 12% and a is high sipability. Malt presence. Barrel aging brings out the complex caramel notes. Oh, everything. everything complex got caramel. caramel. Uh, high sipability, low Can sessionability. Can I talk about sea salt caramel, by the way? oh uh, yeah you know how bullshit it is hey why get does on all that caramel, soapbox why does it all what's have to have sea salt in it? it's too salty <laughs> i want something sweet well you can get caramel anywhere this it's a specific combination it's like peanut butter and chocolate you wouldn't go what's the deal i no. want chocolate or i want peanut butter you show me a place i can buy just caramel these days and i'll i'll give you a little kiss somewhere <laughs> Everything you see you can, is sea salt caramel. You can buy just it's caramel. It's had its time. It's done. <laughs> you can buy caramel at the grocery store. No. You're in just in Seattle. You're in a, a specific no, bubble it everywhere. Of sea salt caramel. back in Appleton, Wisconsin is not uh not innocent here. <laughs> <laughs> Though they make delicious fudge, by the well, way. Well, you could scrape the sea salt off the off the caramel if you if you mm, so not desire. not the same. It draws moisture out of the caramel. You can get the little uh, square, like, cube packages of caramel, right? Oh, Remember, like the you know, that you things? melt for a caramel apple? Sure. Could do that. Uh, that's the last bastion of <laughs> the last pretty of pretty soon. bastion. Yes. Pretty soon they'll be sea salt themselves, and you'll be screaming from the... <laughs> I'll break down the, in a grocery store. Yeah, the shot pans out way into the distance <laughs> of you looking up and screaming. Uh, and you, <laughs> sea salt! you <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I really like sea salt and caramel. I think it's a good addition. I I think we don't need to be just eating caramel anymore or just eating sea salt for that matter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. So let's get back to the beer. Um, I'm nearing the end. You finished it. Or no, you didn't finish it. You slammed it down like you finished it. I guess it was for effect when Mm -hmm. you were doing the Charlton Heston. Part of the bit, yeah. Sea salt is (laughs) people. (laughs) Uh, So, all right, let's see. So- We talked about Red Hook. Um, I think that it's strange to me. I I want to continue to touch on this, that their flagship beer is an extra special bitter ale versus some sort of just very simple lager or something like that. Is there any background to that? Um, No. Like I said, so this started as a winter seasonal recipe. Hmm. So like you said, in the mid-'80s, they were pushing doing some sort of seasonals. They still do winter seasonals and things like that. Um, And then just locked on something that was excellent, and it is excellent, and then kind of morphed that, I guess, into the flagship uh, nature of it, which is pretty cool. It, it started, I guess, small, and Red Hook has obviously done very well. It's distributed everywhere; people can go find this. Yeah, and their flagship is just something that was the result of experimentation, which I think uh, I, I think gives some credence to its, you know, claim of still being a craft beer because. Like you can't say that this was mass-produced bullshit when in the '80s they introduced it as a seasonal. So I actually really like that. I think that gives this a uh, a bump. I like Red Hook. I have I have no problems with them as a brewery. Yeah, Red Hook is it's brewed in New Hampshire though. Now I see. Yeah. Well, what's this? I see. It about has New Hampshire? It's dual locations: Seattle and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Hmm. Headquartered here in Seattle, beer brewery operations are all still here in Woodinville, Washington, though. Um, but oh, really? Oh no, not all of them. Yeah, you're right. They're split between Woodenville, Washington, and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So headquarters are here. I don't know. Probably East Coast presence getting a foothold out there. Yeah, and distribution's much easier, I'm sure. Sure. So that's no big deal. All right. I have. I really like Red Hook. Uh, I really like Woodenville where it's headquartered. If anybody's out in the Seattle area, go to Woodenville. Do the oh, Red yeah. Hook tour, but then go do. You can go drink, fucking great wine mm. anywhere. It's a fun place to go out. Little suburb of Seattle. I don't know. This is all just like, it's not too, you know how like when we were drinking Tecate, we were like, God, this is like a middle of the road beer. They're not trying anything. Wonky's Best is kind of the same thing. This is like a really like simple sort of standard beer that um, gets it right versus being plain. It's just like everything is fucking super solid. Sort of like Session Session's Lager uh, was. Yeah, it, I, I'm very impressed by it. I like it too. It's great sippability. I needed a sipping beer right now. L- I would have gone off the rails if the it would have been a session ability. Uh, let's go Let's go to the Beer Advocate score, Joe. Okay. We're looking at a 3.41 out of 5, which translates to. Okay. Yeah. See? It, it, it's what it is. It It's right there in like that comfortable scale. I want to read this first review for you, by the way. Sure. Um, mince Meats, M I T M I N T Z M E E T not what you were thinking, was no, it? No, I was thinking uh, slap chop, and I was thinking it. Um, but one week ago, November twenty first, twenty seven. I was thinking oh, corned beef I hash. Say today. Oh shit! Yeah, don't say it. We're making. The, okay. I'm glad I interrupted the corned beef hash joke. <laughs> That's what I basically said, "Okay." Their review is smells a bit like cat. <laughs> Doesn't take like it. Thankfully, I think they meant taste like it. Doesn't taste like it. Thankfully, nice wholesome maltiness. Not very hoppy. Not too bitter, but great flavor, caramel flavor, full body. So Full-bodied redhead, that's what I saw about <laughs> me, uh, actually. Yeah. And now our full body is red oh. with blood. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going for before, because it said oh, a that deep red the... body. No. I was like, oh, she's like deep I underground. said full-bodied redhead. And I was like, oh. No. What, are we watching an episode of Mad Men or something? <laughs> Oh, uh, that joy. <laughs> what I wouldn't do. Yeah, a deep red rich body. Oh, okay. So my joke so she really was made rich. no sense. So that's it. Yeah, oh, he rich. kills her. Well, they're still married. So sure. he gets the- Takes out some life insurance. Sure. Kills her, inherits her fortune. Right. And it's still... Well, then you wouldn't even need life insurance. You just don't sign a prenup. Oh, yeah, and sure. you just get her money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like Because I'm infertile, so there's no children involved. He is, I mean. Not me. Not yeah. me. He, okay, the guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's, I hit spiking the levels a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was levels aren't spiking. as my, my sperm count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. And it, and it hits it out on the park. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to the mailbag, shall we? Shall we? <laughs> if he... You... Let's get to the mailbag. <laughs> if you believe the mailbag is up to date, <laughs> you might be a redneck. All right. Uh, the, you might be Red Hook. The first thing I want it's actually a personal mailbag. Oh, Red Hook. God damn it. <laughs> if you think that Bruin Bear. <laughs> Is extra special. You lobby red hook. <laughs> good thing that you were leading halfway across the room to deliver that one. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah, it's good. Uh first mailbag we have is uh delivered in person from our the youngest member of Cold Cam's Nation's mother, uh, Malia. <laughs> and she told me in person that she has some disagreements with some of the rankings a, a mm. sentiment that you share mm. um you believe yes. that we're a little misranked and a she plus very one much that. she she very much 100 fire and me on Google plus she, <laughs> yeah you, folks you can unsubscribe from the other social media. we're all on Google plus baby um she she's excited she had some thoughts on some of the beers that were were misranked and it got us thinking folks, get at us find us on Google plus. And we're going to put a little poll out there. We're going to leave it out there for a while. And you can tell us which beers uh, you think are the most misranked. Yeah. And and come back to us and we will do a power hour. We've talked about it on the show before, but the idea is we're going to do a 60 minute episode, 10 minutes a piece, very special guests will be on the episode. Lots of fun, lots of jokes, gags, spills and bits (laughs) uh, that you come to expect. Um, And, uh, and we'll redo the rankings. Six beers, six. So let us know. Reach us on Snapchat. Reach us on Twitter. Um, yeah, the half you fucking know us. Just just uh, message <laughs> us on Messenger or something like that, um, and tell us your top six beers you think are misranked, or just the top beers in general you think are misranked. Yeah, we're gonna compile that list, and then well maybe we'll weight it with our own opinions because we have a couple we feel strongly about. And we will drink those six beers again and re-rank them, and we'll drink them in order over the course of an hour. so uh might might tail off at the end. Yeah. The old cognizant <laughs> there might be a few phone calls placed. yes, and some yeah. might be to emergency services, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna hear it all on cold cans, baby. <laughs> You've never heard a stomach pumped live before <laughs> like this. <laughs> all right, so that's the mailbag. Should we get? To the to rankings, the rankings. Um, I I'm no longer allowed now that we're thirty some odd episodes in to read all the rankings, uh, T to T. So how about we just kind of like I really like the idea of sectioning sure tier it up. So my first tier is like the the premiums, the cream of the crop. Tier the, the beer. So I'm start. Well done. So I'm going to start at the top. Actually, no, I'm going to start at the tip. There, the taint. Sorry, going way back to that grimy old taint. And I'm gonna say, <laughs> my first beer is like the, the swill. It's not even the swill. This is the stuff that's like it's radio. How about the radioactive tier? I got three <laughs> beers in the radioactive tier. Did you hear about those playing cards in Russia that were found to have radioactive material on them? No. People think it's a way to like game casinos and stuff. Mm. Interesting. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Watch- so this is the Russian radioactive tier. Now. These three beers have no ties to Russia. Um, And it's not your father's mountain ale or duels with Smirnoff. So those would be down the radioactive tier. The next tier I would describe as the mass market sort of bullshit tier. This is just the the forgettables, the deplorables. That's what this tier is. (laughs) And that is the range from Molson. Barrel of deplorables. That's the range, or sorry, from Olympia up to Molson. So every beer in between there, a lot of like Miller 64, shit like that. And then... We kind of have like this wild card tier, and I think this is where a lot of the re-ranking <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to come in. And I would legitimately call this tier, and this is the biggest one we have so far, this okay. one is from Chevenu for Hefeweizen grapefruit beer all the way, in my opinion, <laughs> up to Kona Long... Uh, sorry, up to Deschutes Swivelhead Red. So Deschutes oh, Swivelhead Red and Chevenu for Hefeweizen is like the... This is the tier we fucked up. So we have the radioactive tier... We have the mass market deplorables tier, and then we have the wild card tier that probably our Power Hour is going to hit the most. Mm-hmm. And so that is from Chefenueverhefweisen all the way up to, to shoot Swivelhead Red. And folks, you can go to ColdCansPodcast dot slash rankings and see all these yourself. Um, and then up we, to the minute rankings. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we get it within the week after the episode's released. We update. Uh, and then we have the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. And I'll read that. And that is Old Rasputin, Roterbach Grand Cru, Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale, Spotted Cow, Session Premium Lager, and Lagonita's Nighttime Ale. So the question I would pose, I would Mike Poser, to you is Are we in the. I to write you a song to make you fall in love. I would already have you up. Under my arms, I used to follow my tricks. I hope that you like this. But you probably won't. You think you're cooler than me. (laughs) So, (laughs) do you think this is in the beer tier of creme de la creme, uh, cream of the crop? Is it in wild card territory? Is it in mass market bullshit, Uh, deplorables? Or is it in Russian Radioactive? God, it might be just above the wild card uh, rank uh, grouping. Mm, Mama, (laughs) I have suddenly found a reason to care about the rankings. (laughs) These tiers have got me all excited. Um, Almost got you in tears. Hey, hey, now, hey, hey, now. God, I can't put this above. God, maybe I can. What tier? What beer tier? You got to let the listeners into the the twisted mind. <laughs> hey, spit beer all over your laptop. That this thing is soaked. <laughs> let us into the twisted mind of Nick Patriot. Mm, you don't want to go there. There's no coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my childhood dog died. He listened to me too much. No. He ran into the woods, never came back. Just Some like say, dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how dare you? He's a loyalist. No, Mitch Page is good man. He didn't run into the woods. Love you, Dan. Uh, what tier? So remember, the <sighs> tiers are cream of the crop, wild card, deplorables, Russian radioactive. I don't like where Elysian Night Owl is. I know I can't. I shouldn't just compare it to a, a beer, but the new this patented. is better than Robot Grand Crew. Whoa, oh, so you're in cream of the cropland, right? Uh, yeah. So that was all I was asking you to do, but you're actually slotting it. So I've found real vigor. Remember a couple episodes ago I was like, we gotta find a way to get you find back me. into the ring. Get and- me virile again, Joe. <laughs> well, we know that's not gonna happen, but <laughs> but but we piqued your interest. You're fully torqued and so you're you're in cream of the cropland, all right? And you're saying this is better than Rodenbach Grand Crew. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. Do so you have it between Elysian Night Owl and Rodenbach Grand Cru. I wasn't going to go that high up. I was going to go bottom of cream of the crop, but I I like, I was in the same tier territory as you, the same TT, if you will. Mm, territory. The beer tier tier. The beer tier territory. <laughs> the BTT. We're beer, we're tier. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> the Goldcans boys are a beer and they're tier. Uh, okay. So you have it ab- above Rodenbach Grand Cru. God that! Remember when we drank that Rogan Bach Grand Cru? We were sitting in a conference room. And we're like, "Fuck Jeff Allworth." <laughs> yeah, well, still, fuck him. He bailed on us the last second. Uh, fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> fuck you, Reed Magnum, and fuck you, <laughs> Jeff Allworth. All right. Uh, I, I, and I really like. I still fucking love that beer. So I can't put this ahead of it. But have you had it since we had it that day? No. Okay. If you'll remember, Joe, that it's was an unseasonably warm day in, in Seattle. It's true, and, and we, we were, were all like, fucked up. Yeah, you know, it was very refreshing. Yeah, that Yeah, but that says something to that. It's, it's true. Fit the context well, maybe it's that's true. random, but but I would have put it ahead of Old Rasputin, which I really liked and sort of appreciated. But yeah. I, I, it just doesn't, still doesn't that's stand like out too sippable, almost. Yeah, that's very like a, maybe a the whiskey. most sippable yeah. of all our beers. <laughs> yeah so i'm actually comfortable i'm only one spot away i'll go with what you're talking about so i put it so this would be our new uh f- fifth beer um this is uh, red hook esb is going to slot into the fifth beer okay, okay. Uh, do we have any parting words for the listeners um while they think about getting <laughs> back at us on the, those six episodes if you guys have any like hummus ideas oh, boy. just hit up the mailbag i think we got a real we got legs to this thing Craft beer, craft hummus. I'm thinking of putting a little, hey, why not put the beer in the hummus, huh? Oh, some hops. Chop up some hops. Don't mix them in. The Cold Cans podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudiosseattle.com.